Chapter One of Barry Blake of the Flying Fortress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by David Wales. Barry Blake of the Flying Fortress by Gaylord Dubois. Chapter One Randolph Field. The bus from San Antonio pulled in to the curb and stopped. The door snapped open half a dozen uniformed upperclassmen wearing grim expressions moved closer to the vehicle roll out of it you misters bawled their leader in a voice of authority shake the lead out of your shoes pop to it barry blake and chick enders were among the first out of the bus but they were not quick enough to suit the reception committee are you all crippled rasped the spokesman of the upper-class processors come alive and fall in here on this line dress right i said dress don't stick your necks out attention hope you haven't forgotten all the military drill you learned at primary you mister racket back eyes on a point and out with your chest if you have any keep those thumbs at your trouser streams all right here's your baggage tag write your name on it tag your baggage and make a snappy stand at attention when you're finished hurry that's it take baggage in left hand left not right and wipe off your smile mister Spetter mr danvers you will now take charge of the dum-dums barry was sweating the blazing texas sun was in his eyes his chest ached for a normal relaxed breath yet he dared not move mr danvers barking command came as a sharp relief right face forward march hup 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 pull those chin spacks hup hup eyes on a point and hold your right hand still this isn't a goose step hup hup shoulders back grab a brace you're in the army now hup hup detachment halt for more strained moments the new arrival stood on the arched stoop of the cadet administration building and listened to acid instructions the talk dealt with the proper manner of reporting for duty the tone of it however showed the processor's profound doubt of the dum-dum's ability to do anything properly it was deliberately maddening barry blake felt a wave of hot resentment sweep over him a second later cool reason met it and drove it back they're just trying to see if we underclassmen can take it he told himself a cadet's got to learn how to be an officer and a gentleman in any situation they're teaching us the quick hard way that's all barry held his tough well-proportioned muscles a little less stiffly he wondered how chick enders was taking the processing's verbal jabs from where he stood he could see chick's short bandy-legged figure quiver under the barrage of upper-class sarcasm chick's good-natured mouth was a hard line and his eyes were pale blue slits above his pug nose the homely cadet was having a hard time trying not to explode suddenly he relaxed and barry seeing it chuckled inwardly he had known chuck enders since they were both in kindergarten when he got angry the kid's blond bristles would stick up like the fuzz of a newly hatched chick that always meant a fight unless chick's sense of humor got the upper hand as it had just now while the processor's stinging remarks continued barry's memory flashed back to the day that he and chick had graduated from the carrierville high school barry had been valedictorian of the class and chick he recalled had been prouder of the fact than any one there was an almost hound-like loyalty in the homely youth's soul and his hero was barry blake 
from their earliest snowball fights to high school and varsity games where barry carried the ball and chick ran interference it had always been the same both had enlisted at the same time and later applied for flight cadet training i'm glad we're still together barry thought with another glance at his friend's freckled profile if he'd been sent to any other basic training school than randolph field i'm afraid it would have broken chick's heart we'll be together here for nine weeks after that well there's a war on we'll train and fight wherever we're sent and no complaints all right you misters the upperclassman's voice broke in on barry's thoughts right face column right march you'll receive your company and room assignments upstairs try not to forget them still under a running fire of orders and caustic comments the suffering dum-dums were taken to the supply room here each new cadet proceeded to draw a full outfit of bedding clothing and equipment i feel like a walking department store chick enders muttered as he joined the line behind barry they must have figured out scientifically just how much a guy can carry if he uses his ten fingers his elbows and his teeth roll up your flaps mister snapped a keen-eyed processor taking a step toward chick you'll get your chance to sound off soon enough just in time chick caught and straightened out an apologetic grin he had a hunch that any smile just now would be asking for trouble pulling his freckled face even longer than usual he stepped out at barry's heels and hoped that none of his assorted burdens would slip at the barracks while changing into coveralls and new shoes barry and chick were able to exchange a few hurried words i've heard that these upperclassmen were pretty unsympathetic the homely cadet remarked but i never thought they'd lay it on quite so heavy i guess they stay awake at nights inventing ways to make a dum-dum sweat don't let it get under your skin chick barry laughed there's no meanness behind their processing it's intended to make soldiers out of us the first thing they do is to prick our balloons take the conceit out of us if we have any and the next thing is to toughen us up grinned hap newton their roommate don't worry in five weeks we'll be processing a new bunch of dum-dums and making em like it before they had finished changing clothes the processor in charge bellowed another order hit the ramp you misters he shouted on the double leave your powder and lipstick till tonight barry blake grabbed his cap he headed for the doorway tightening his belt as he went come on chick he said i don't know what the ramp is yet but i aim to hit it hard and quick me too his friend grunted even if i lose a shoe mine aren't laced up yet the ramp they discovered was the broad stretch of concrete just outside the cadet barracks pouring out of the door the dum-dums were greeted by rapid-fire commands fall in dress right straighten that line do you think this is a ring around the rosy ten chan count off forward march up 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 column right march column left march by the right flank march to the rear march squad halt left face about face forward march to barry and chick both assigned to squad seventeen these maneuvers were a welcome change having mastered close-order drill at primary school they now went through it automatically their taut nerves relaxed the stiff soles of their new issue shoes were just beginning to smart when a hollow voice boomed through the air ten chan all squads now drilling whooped the invisible giant squad twenty six take squad twenty six to the tailor shop squad seventeen take squad seventeen to the barber shop that is all it was the voice of the field's public address system 
instantly the processors in charge of the two squads named marched them off the drilling area as squad seventeen entered the shop six barbers stood waiting by their chairs barry got a quick mental picture of sheep being driven to the shearing pen first in line was a sulky-looking youth whose name-tag proclaimed him to be glencard of crail he had a sleek black pompadour and a habit of passing his hand caressingly over it just trim the sides and neck please barry heard him mutter to the wielder of the shears the barber exchanged winks with the upper-classman in charge he slipped expert fingers under a long lock of crail's hirsute pride maybe you'd better have it regulation sir he suggested with heavy emphasis snip 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 went the shears cadet crail writhed as if they were a savage's scalping knife but he knew he was helpless barry blake chuckled inwardly regulation length would mean no loss to his own short wavy hair or to chick's blonde bristles six barbers and ten minutes for a haircut in little more than a quarter of an hour squad seventeen was marching back to the drilling area another half hour of close order drill then dinner formation scarcely were they seated in the big cadet mess hall when the nervous dum-dums found their worst suspicions realized meal-time was just another opportunity for hazing by the upperclassmen placed at the foot of a table seating eleven men barry and chick discovered that they were the gunners of the group that is they must pass gun or shoot food and drink up the table whenever asked two minutes after the meal began the table commander at the upper end sent down his coffee cup for refilling a cup of coffee for mr danvers murmured the lower classman nearest him a cup of coffee for mr danvers repeated hap newton as he passed the cup a cup of coffee for mr danvers barry blake solemnly announced as he filled it and passed it back you mister the table commander barked looking straight at chick enders the potato dish is empty you will signal the waiter by holding it up like this with his upper arm horizontal and his forearm vertical the upper-classman demonstrated the proper gesture hap newton giggled silence snapped the processor what's your name newton sit forward on your chair mister on the first four inches chin up get some altitude and take your left hand off the table and remember for a dum-dum to laugh smile or chortle at mess is an inexcusable breach of manners yes sir mumbled hap newton so meekly that chick enders nearly dropped the potato dish trying not to laugh dinner ended all too soon for most of the hungry new cadets the food was ample but so excellent that the time seemed too short to do it justice at the close of the noon hour squad seventeen was issued rifles and plunged into the monotonous manual of arms not until evening did the weary dum-dums have time to relax their first day at randolph field had been a full one crammed with new impressions that would whirl through their dreams that night End of chapter one